Hello and welcome to our Secular Overeaters podcast series, where you'll hear from speakers who have found recovery from food and other addictions without God. For additional information, go to secularovereaters.org. And now let's get to today's podcast. Let's welcome Alan S., who's going to lead us in a modified trigger inventory management exercise to help us plan for the upcoming holidays. Alan. You can take it away. Hi, I'm Alan, a grateful member of Secular OA. I've been in OA, um, I guess it'll be 34 years later this month, long time in Secular OA, I guess, since it, since it formed a few years ago. So this exercise is in um, trigger inventory management, specifically geared toward the upcoming holidays. So the term, when we use the word term trigger, just as the metaphor, you know, before a bullet can go out of a gun, a trigger has to be fired. And if the trigger is never touched or never fired, the bullet will never go out. And that's, it's really the same idea that before someone compulsively overeats, something else happens before. And sometimes you know what it is, sometimes you don't. But if you can understand what the triggers are, and if you can manage the triggers, then you can avoid potentially overeating, uh, particularly around the holiday scenario. So, um, there's many different kinds of triggers, but the three I want to focus on for today are food, people, and the context of a holiday or feast. So, so food's kind of obvious, you know, you know, or with that one around certain foods, we're likely to overeat them. Um, you know, like if you put a piece of chocolate in front of me and say, taste this, it's not good. I mean, I probably won't, but like, I'd rather not have that piece of chocolate within a few inches of my face, you know, just knowing that when I'm around certain foods, there's just a higher risk of eating them. Um, another common trigger is people. You know, certain people just kind of push our buttons. You know, what do they say? My family pushes my buttons, but then why shouldn't they? They installed them, you know? But so when you're around certain kinds of people, certain people, you just know historically there's a, a greater chance of overeating. People can kind of be food pushers, you know? Oh, I baked this, I made this, I slaved over the oven. It's your favorite food. It's so good. It's warm out of the oven, right? There can be all that pressure from people to eat or just being around those people like oh my god do I have to be around that person oh it's so stressful I think it'd be nice to eat so like people can be triggers and then um the whole culture of feast you know all these holidays that come up they're all based on this idea of feasting overeating right like that's the whole thing we're here to eat a lot it's the holiday we feast so that the whole context does that so then what are the things you can do to manage the triggers and I kind of think of them as a couple of categories. One is just accountability, you know, just telling people, I'm going to not do this, I'm going to do that. Um, something I do, like when I'm around kind of like a buffet, which comes up at the holidays, is first I look through the buffet and go, which of these foods are mine? You know, I can have that and that, but none of those. After I figured out which ones are mine, I go, how much do I get of those? Right. Once I know which are my foods and how much, then I'll text it into my sponsor and go, you know, I'm going to have about four ounces of turkey or is it 120 grams for you metric people of turkey, you know, and so many liters or cups of this, you know, and I just kind of think through how much I get, text it to my sponsor. Sometimes I'll even send them a photo of my plate, you know, and that's how I manage it because buffets are about going wild, right? That's the whole thing. Feast, have a lot, stuff yourself, come back. So that's one thing is accountability. Another thing is just problem solving, you know, like I'm not sure what to do, you know, like I'm going to this thing, I don't know what to do. So you sort of talk to people in advance and say, give me a little coaching, you know, what, what do I do there? Like weddings have been problematic for me. Somebody once said to me, before you go to a wedding, 
email the caterer and say, you want to know what's on the menu. And they happily tell you that, right? They're the caterer. They know their menu. They shoot you the email. And then if there's something on it that I need different, say, hey, when the wedding cake comes, can I have a fruit salad? And lo and behold, I show up at weddings and fruit salads appear on my plate when everyone else is getting cake. Sometimes people even get jealous, like, wait, that looks pretty good. So, you know, just like, but that's like a problem solving thing. And the third thing is sometimes just like sharing feelings like, oh my God, I have to go back to my childhood home. That's always so hard. And just sometimes releasing some of those feelings and processing and talking about it. So those those are examples of like the things when I say that, you know, are support. So by starting to know what your triggers are and then, and, you know, and then having some strategy to do it and getting some support around it makes it less likely that you know you'll act on it. Um, so that's kind of the the basic idea. So in this exercise we're going to be doing, I'm just going to ask you to think about you know particularly in this holiday feasting season, what's coming up, and you know what are the triggers there? Is it food? Is it people? Is it the situation? Is it other things? You know there can be other things too. I just use those three. And I want to point out that we did a trigger inventory management exercise workshop and we'll post the link in there, but there's a whole form which you can kind of do on your own that breaks triggers into a lot more detail. But the whole idea is that if you know what they are and you manage them and get support to manage them, when I say manage them, like have a plan, a strategy, right? When you have that plan and you get support to do it, you're way more likely to not get triggered and not overeat versus if you just walk into some feast, you know, and like everyone's going eat, eat, eat. We're going to put into the chat a link to the another form of that exercise. So if you just check in your chat box, you'll see that. Um, one thing I, I forgot to say that I wanted to say is, remember that we're at these gatherings to be with the people and celebrate some kind of holiday or getting together. Like it's not, we're not here to feast, if, at least if you have an eating disorder, we're really here to be with the people. That's the core goal. And then sure, enjoy the food, but realize it's about the holiday, the people, the connection, the community. That's great. Thank you so much. So it's time for us to end this portion of our meeting. Alan, thank you so much for bringing this recovery exercise to our community today. I know I'll be using some of the possible uh, strategies um, that I heard from others in my breakout room. Uh, Be sure to check the chat for a link to the longer trigger inventory management exercise that you can do on your own at home. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to support our efforts, please visit secularovereaters.org and consider making a donation.